Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, especially for women who are rebuilding after abuse. If that is you, if you are a woman who is rebuilding your life after domestic violence, spiritual abuse, childhood trauma, sexual abuse, etc., please join us on Facebook. We have a very active and growing Facebook community with women who understand that plight. Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. There are a couple of questions that you need to answer for safety and privacy reasons. And about once a week or twice a month, I get around to um, admitting people into that group. And uh, you would be welcome to join us where I have shared thousands and thousands of resources. Some are organized into guides, some into photo albums. And then you can also use the keyword feature and search for any topic that we may have covered inside of the group. We also want to invite you to join us. We have made the decision this week to turn our annual retreat into an online event. So our keynote speaker this year is Sarah McDougall. And if you follow her story and her journey, you will know that she was in a very serious car accident last month. And we want to just honor her recovery process. I myself am also dealing with a lot of I think new health challenges, I do believe it's something environmental that I'm facing, um, but I have not been feeling well. And then there were several other circumstances, situations that came up. So we have made the decision to turn this into an online event and that felt better and settled with me better than canceling the event. So um, hopefully more people can join us now because it is more cost effective. You will not have travel expenses. You won't have lodging or food costs, but you can still make it a weekend of pampering and even get together with some of your friends and do a watch party. So we're encouraging that if you live in an area where other held and healed women are or where other survivors are just women in general. Honestly, this year's retreat is going to be applicable to all women, not just survivors of abuse. So please join us. We just ask that each person that participates purchases the retreat content. And if you want to do a watch party, that is fine because we understand that the one-on-one, the face-to-face is so, so important. Um, But we want everybody to have the the content for themselves and for afterwards because there's going to be some surprises and some additional content that we send your way. So this is September 8th through 9th. We're going to kick off in the evening on Friday with one session. And then we're going to have um, three sessions on Saturday. And the theme this year is really awesome. Rest, regulate, and rebuild. So I could talk for days about rest. That is a topic and a journey that I have been on for over 20 years, learning how to rest, body, mind, and spirit. Then the thing that I am newer to learning about is the whole regulation process. So this for many women is the missing link in their healing journey. There's a lot of counselors that do not, they're not abuse informed, they're not trauma informed or trained, and they are not nervous system regulation trained. And so I just encourage you to join us because you're going to be given very practical application of how to regulate calm and soothe yourself when you are triggered and dysregulated. This was the missing link for me. This was something that I did not have in my life, did not understand, had not taken time to study. And now I am doing a deep dive into this inside of Held and Healed on our 
Instagram pages. I am sharing reels with people who show you how to do somatic exercises. Write just like illustrations. You don't even have to guess like how do I do this? And so if you don't follow me on Instagram, Facebook, please do um, because you'll get all kinds of great content that I share there. And then the rebuild, of course, Anyone who knows me, who's a part of my group, knows that rebuilding the body, the mind, the spirit is very, very important to me. And that's where the name of our group came from. So this year's um, Held and Healed third annual retreat will be an online event. Keynote speaker, Sarah McDougall, and our theme is Rest, Regulate, and Rebuild. And even in making the decision to turn this into an online event, we are honoring both myself and Sarah and our need right now for rest. And we're kind of putting our money where our mouth is in in essence by saying doing this online versus travel and set up and all the the things that come with an in-person event is giving our bodies a chance to rest and we still want to give you great content and so that's why we turned it into an online event if you did not listen to last week's podcast please go back and check that out i did a short podcast and shared about the the vision and the mission of Honor Project Movement, which is a nonprofit that we launched last year, and also um, the need right now is great for for resources and donations. So since that podcast, um, we've had about $135 donated, and our operating on a an average month is about $3,000. So we are very shy of our monthly goal. So if you could go back and listen to last week's podcast and hear about the the projects that Honor Project Movement is doing, the group coaching, the group counseling, grocery showers, we have Mother's Day quickly approaching and we need sponsors for our Mother's Day blessings, um, please give if you are able to. If you're a survivor and you're just in the beginning stages of recovery and rebuilding and getting to safety, this message is not for you. It is for people who are in a me- have, have a means to give and to help. So please pass this on to anyone who would be able to and help us reach that goal by the end of the month. Okay, so yesterday in my um, Facebook feed, I saw something come up and decided this is the perfect, perfect time. I've had this on my heart for some time. And when I saw that yesterday, and who knows who makes up these national days or these international days, yesterday was National Single Parent Day. So in the future, you can mark on your calendar, March 21 is National Single Parent Day. I don't know who makes these decisions, but it seemed like a perfect time to do a podcast on being a survivor single mama. So shout out today yesterday and every day to any survivor single mamas who are out there. As I was driving down the road last week, it hit me. I don't know why it hasn't hit me before. Not only are we pulling double duty as a survivor single mama, we're not just trying to make up for um, the lack of the family unit and mom and dad being in the same house. We're not just doing that, but I dare say that a good, loving, safe, trauma, abuse informed mama is actually doing quadruple duty, not just double duty. And here's why you are filling the role of both mom and dad 
you are filling the role of a therapist. And for many of you, you are filling the role of extended family and friends who have up and left you and your kids during this season. So quadruple plus duty, okay? So I was driving down the road and left a message on someone um, for someone with Marco Polo and I was just weeping as that reality hit me. You're not just doing this alone. You're also trying to fill the deficit of where these other people have walked out and abandoned you and your kiddos. So I know a lot of times we grieve and we ache for the loss of relationships when we've gone through abuse, we've gone through trauma, but our kids are also lacking. So if we have had to set low and no contact boundaries with with certain people, chances are that our kids have been affected by that. And our kids are grieving as we are grieving. So shout out to all the survivor single mamas. As always, yes, I know that this can be, um, that men can be in the same position, but my my ministry, my goal, and my focus is to women. So if that is you and you are a man and you are rebuilding after abuse, all these things can be applicable, but for the sake of simplicity and the ease of conversation, um, I'm speaking to women as the survivors and um, men as the abusers. I know that not all men are abusers and I know that not all women are survivors. So just my little disclaimer there. So shout out survivor single mamas today yesterday and every day that you are doing the thing and you are providing for your kids. You're trying to give them safety in, um, in their home situation. You are dancing and juggling all of the financial and the emotional, the spiritual, the physical, the medical challenges that you and your kids have. And I just want you to know that I see you today. I don't share a lot of my journey and my story publicly for the sake of my kids. I want to protect them. I want to honor them. But what I can say is that when we were newly separated and I was chronically ill, I wasn't sure if I was going to even survive the challenges that I was facing. Um, So basically the years of 2017 to 2020, those were some of the darkest most terrifying years of my existence as a mother because I wasn't sure if my relationships with my kids were going to survive and I experienced a level of DV by proxy that almost took me to the ground so as a stay-at-home homeschool mama for almost 20 years and my sons were and are my world They are my number one ministry. They have been for 25 years. They have been my top priority. Um, I've been able to say no to a lot of other things so that I could, could be available to my, to my sons and to have them literally ripped from my heart and my home in those years. Um, two out of three actually went to live with their father for a while. I can't, I can't even begin to put into words, um, what that did to my heart and I was grieving and I was scared and I I just didn't know if things were ever ever going to be restored but then in 2020 when everything else in the world was was going sideways that is actually the year 
that healing began to accelerate in our relationships. So for the last three years, we have made family dinner, an almost weekly event. Um, I'm able to see my boys, you know, other times throughout the week, most weeks, one-on-one, hopefully. And there's just been a whole lot of healing. So if you have been part and experienced the whole DV by proxy, if you if your ex is Disney dad and, and runs a party house and allows things to happen that you just couldn't allow your minors to participate in because you still have standards and you still have rules and you still want your kids to be safe, understand that phenomenon. Some people still use the term um, parental alienation. In our group, we, we prefer the term DV by proxy for a lot of reasons. So if you have experienced just being separated from your your kids, if you've experienced um, having someone lie about you and present untruths about you and turn your kids against you, know that you are not alone. Our group has so many women in there that understand that. Covert um, narcissism, overt narcissism, like Someone can do a lot of harm and a lot of damage to a child without coming right out and saying your mom is a bee. Okay? There are ways that these fathers can turn kids against their moms without right out, quote unquote, talking bad about. And a lot of times our kids don't even know that that's happening. A lot of times our kids don't know that they're being manipulated, that they are being coerced, that they are being drawn away from their safe parent. And so one thing I challenge myself to do is think about how long it took me to see people's true colors. So um, I've been dealing with abuse and narcissism my entire life. And so I give my, my kids grace because I know how long it took me to realize that certain key players in my life were abusing me. And even when I realized that they were, it still took me a while to start to set boundaries and to say enough is enough. So I go back to my teen years, my young adult years, when the lights begin to go on about certain individuals. And some people in my 40s is when it happened. And so I need to give my sons that same grace, right? It took me time to see people as they truly are. And just because our kids embrace their other parent does not necessarily mean they're rejecting us. And it may feel that way. But I had to put myself in the shoes of my sons and think about when my parents separated. And if I participated in an event with this parent over here, it did not mean that I did not like the other parent. I was just trying to appease and please and keep relationships open with both. Now, in time, I would come to realize Uh, some things and I would have to set up some more boundaries but in those initial years um, our kids are trying to figure out how to maintain their relationships with both parents and by doing something with one they are not necessarily rejecting even though it may feel that way so just a just a reminder to give ourselves grace to give our kids grace one of the best pieces of advice that was given to me um, through those years, 2017 to 2020, when I wasn't sure if I would ever have relationships or good open relationships, was to take the win. Take the win. And 
even if it felt like a small win, if you had a 10 minute or a 15 minute interaction with your kid that is conflict free, take that as a win versus maybe you didn't get a full weekend with them. But if you had a phone call or a text exchange or you got together for lunch and it was conflict free, it was a good encounter, it left you both feeling seen and take that as a win. Maybe we won't get entire weekends or weeks with our kids at this stage of the game, but we take the wins for where we can. Keep being you. Mama, keep being you. If you love to cook for your kids, keep cooking for your kids. I know that, you know, young adults especially, they love a free meal and take them out to eat. Um, Show up with their favorite smoothie or their favorite fast food. Find the places where they will let you in and do those things. Keep being you. If you are an encourager and an edifier and you've always given your kiddos words of encouragement, Keep doing that, even if they don't respond back, okay? Don't expect it to be reciprocal right now. Your kids are kids, and they are hurting, and they are grieving, and they are, you know, traumatized from what is happening in their lives. They may not be able to put their best foot forward right now. So keep being you, and keep encouraging them, keep loving them, keep affirming them, keep edifying them in the ways that you are able I tell my boys often, I would just give you the world. If I had the world to give you, I would give you the world. And right now, what I can provide for them is a weekly weekly meal with leftovers. If I could, if I had the means and if I had the resources right now, what is in my heart to do for my boys is to buy them a piece of land and help them start building a home because the economy is berserk right now. Real estate land purchases are astronomically high, rent is astronomically high, utilities, groceries, everything right now is horrible. If I were still in a relationship and there was a second income coming in and we had the means, what I would want to do is set my sons up for their future. They've never asked me for anything. I have sons who work hard, They work jobs that are hard on their bodies. They show up. They sweat. I'm so proud of my boys in this day and age when a lot of young people want to be paid for doing nothing or stay at home and, you know, leech off of the government. My sons get up and go to jobs that are not necessarily um, things they want to be doing. And they're hard jobs and they're labor-intensive jobs. They don't ask me for anything, but I want to give them the world. And I know there are many mamas out there that feel what I feel. And I cry and I grieve at times that I am not in a position where I can financially help my sons. But if I could, I would. And um, I have dreams. I do have dreams of helping them. So just keep being yourself, mama. Even if someone else is out there smearing your name If someone's out there saying false things about you, slandering you, putting you down, insulting you, making fun of you for being the mom who has rules and has expectations. Um, I've seen over and over again where a lot of young people in their high school years will choose to go live at the the house with the parent who has the least expectations, the least rules, um, buys them 
with, you know, buys them off with giving them money and buying them expensive toys. Uh, Christmas is a competition where, you know, the, the parent has more money, can buy better gifts. Know that in time, your kids will see through that. In time, your kids will know who helps them to feel calm, who helps them to feel safe. In time, that other parent is going to do something to reveal who they truly are. Just be patient. Be patient. Be patient and keep being who you are, who you've always been for your child. Another thing is when you are in custody battles and you're dealing with the courts, your hands are tied as to what you can and cannot say. But I've heard some mamas say to their kids, when you reach the age of 18, no question is going to be off limits. So if you want to give your kids permission to come back to you when there's no longer an issue of custody and let them ask the questions, watch their facial expressions, don't give them too much too fast. That is, that is something I just want to say. We can say to our kids, when you are 18 and you want to know what happened, what went down, you could come to me, you could ask the questions, but at any point that it's too much, you can say, okay, that's enough for today. But know that that conversation is still open-ended, that you can come back to me and you can ask in the future. Because sometimes we, we are just so ready to unburden ourselves. We are so ready to share the things that we've been carrying for so, so long. We give them too much too fast and we overload them and we dysregulate them. So let them know that at any point past the age of 18, when the courts can't rip them from you any longer, <coughs> excuse me, that no question is off limits. And then proceed with caution and watch their facial expressions, watch their body language and give them permission to say, okay, enough, enough. I need to go process this. <clears throat> if you have the means to help your kids get into good therapy, please refer to my, I believe it was a blog post. I don't know if I've actually done, did I do, I don't know if I did a podcast or not about searching for a safe, trauma-informed and abuse-informed and self-regulation, nervous system regulation-informed and trained counselor. And if you have the means to help them with the cost of that, do that. If not, help them at least select someone who knows what they're doing, who can give them practical tools and resources. I apologize. This is allergy season and the thing that has helped me for the last eight years, last year and this year no longer helps me. So I think there's something new in the air that my body does not like because last year and this year are the first years in over eight years that I have dealt with allergies and not been able to nip it in the bud. Lavender, lemon, and peppermint has been my go-to for eight years. And all of a sudden, it's just not cutting it. So I apologize, but please bear with me because we are, we are reaching the end of this episode. So keep being you, keep showing up, do the things that you can do. Um, I think as they get older as well, it's really important to begin to express what your expectations and your needs are. So yes, I have family dinner every, every Thursday evening here, but there are nights that my body is extremely fatigued and in a lot of pain and so it's okay to say hey I need some help I need some help cleaning up I need some help putting the leftovers away 
it is okay when they're adults, especially to let your needs be known. Another thing too is like when they ask you what you want for Christmas or Mother's Day or your birthday, be honest. So I used to be like, oh, nothing, I'm fine. But if they truly have the means and they want to give you a gift, let them. Okay, we we like to give to the people who have cared for us and taken care of us. So I've gotten to a point where I've started just saying, okay, you know what, guys, I really would like a pedicure um, certificate from this from this business, from this place. Or if you have like home reno projects, which I always have something in my house that needs to be replaced, fixed, updated, um, a Home Depot gift card. Or for me, what would really be meaningful is for you to come and just help me with a project. Come for an hour to my house and just help me knock this out or help me detail my vehicle. So it's okay when someone asks you, friends or your kids, it's okay to go ahead and and share the things that you have need of, please. Don't be shy about that. So survivor single mamas, I see you. And I don't have a lot of great resources to give you. Um, sadly, I am still looking. <laughs> I'm still looking for really good resources. I've shared a couple of books that I haven't actually read yet, which I don't like to do. I don't like to share a resource until I've read it and read it and vetted it myself. Um a one mom's battle is a resource if you're going through the custody issues, the court issues. That is one resource that you can um, glean from. But yeah, there's just not a whole lot out there that I myself want to refer people to yet. But what I can offer you is a community where women do understand that. And some have been... Um, separated from their kids for months, some for years, and some for decades. So I can't promise anybody what the outcome will be. But what I can give you is this prayer. I prayed this prayer many times, many times through 2017 to 2020. Because sometimes we feel like we're just sending prayers and they're just hitting the ceiling, they're hitting the wall, they're bouncing back. Sometimes we can't even pray. Sometimes our tears are our prayers, which is absolutely acceptable. God sees those tears and he hears the cries of our hearts, even when we can't form words on our lips. But this became a prayer that I prayed often. And I pray this right now for all of the children who have been separated from their mamas emotionally, physically, and just pray that this will bless you today. Father, open their eyes, unstop their ears, soften their hearts, turn them back to the heavenly father and to their loving, safe, and good mamas. Let me say that again. Father, open their eyes, unstop their ears, soften their hearts, turn them back to the father and to their loving, safe, and good mamas. So if you today are a loving, safe, and good mama who feels divided, separated from your children, young, teen, young adult, adult, maybe you are a grandmother who doesn't get to see your grandchildren because of this. My heart aches for you. And I pray this prayer over your children, over your grandchildren. 
I pray for redemption. I pray for restoration. I pray for truth to rise to the surface. And in my own life, I'm seeing the answer to this prayer coming. It's coming like a, just in waves, like a flood it's coming. Where people are starting to see the truth of who some of these key players in their lives are. And I didn't necessarily have to be the one. We really honestly a lot of times can't be the one to show them. But through circumstances and situations, um, truth is coming to the surface. And I pray for restoration of relationships that are broken. I pray for justice. I pray for what the years of locusts have taken and stolen and eaten to be restored tenfold, a hundredfold. That the pain that you have felt and the sorrow that you have felt and the grieving that you have felt would be replaced with joy and peace and hope. I know that many of you right now are in the throes of this. I know that many of you cry more days than you do not. I know that the ache and the longing feels like it is going to paralyze you and cripple you. And I just say to you today, you are seen, you are heard, you are believed by the people in your life that know you and that are safe. The ones who truly know you, know who you are, regardless of what's being said about you. And I pray that your kids will be and your grandkids will be counted in that group of people. Shout out to all the survivor single mamas who are out there doing not just mom duty, but you are doing dad duty and family duty and therapist duty. You are quadrupling the efforts. And I see you and other people see you and we want to cheer you on to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Love yourself well. Do the hard work of healing And I remember my therapist saying to me, one of the greatest, and I have actually rephrased it, one of the greatest gifts you can give your kids is your healing. Do the hard work, mama. Do the hard work of getting to the bottom of your own pain from your childhood and your adulthood. Do the hard work of learning to regulate your nervous system so that when you are around your kids and your grandkids, you are their anchor and you are their safety and they just feel different when they're in your presence, even if they can't explain it. Be their their safe space, even if it's only 15 minutes a week. Some of you don't even get that. I realize that. Another thing that I started doing during those years is I started writing letters So on birthdays and special occasions or just any day at all, can write a letter and just keep it in a notebook. And then one day when things are are healed and better, they will have these letters to look back and to know that you were thinking of them. And just make them encouraging. Don't make them about the circumstances and the situations and how bad somebody else is. But just, I thought of you today. I was reminded of you when dot, dot, dot happened. Um, Another thing I did through the years is when I was going through my Facebook memories and I would see a happy memory from their childhood, I would screenshot that and just send that to them in a text. It's really good to remind them of the good times in the midst of the hard times. It's good to remind ourselves of that. And those little pockets of, of safety and, and um, regulation that we had even during the hard times. 
So I hope this encourages you. I hope that this helps you to feel seen and know that I am thinking of you. Know that I recognize the burden that it is to carry all this when no one is there to carry us. I think that reality really hit me hard as I was driving that day is not only are we doing double and quadruple duty, but there's no one in the daily, moment by moment, taking care of us. And so we are learning how to do that for ourselves. But wouldn't it just be amazing to be able to fall into the arms of someone who was good and loving and safe and just weep and have another person just love us through that and carry us through that. And many of us don't have that. We just don't have that. So know that you are seen today. Know that you are cared for and know that other women understand what you're going through. Please join us at Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. Please check out honorprojectmovement.org. Donate if you're able because we have needs that are great and we cannot continue to do what we're doing without the funding. That's just a reality. If you're a business owner and you would like to donate on a monthly basis or donate a large chunk at one time and you would like a shout out for your business, know that I am willing to do that and message me and we can talk about the details. I will gladly do a public shout out for your business um, because we are grateful. We're grateful for businesses that help us out. So blessings to you and my hope and my prayers that you will feel held even as you are being healed. Blessings. Blessings.